You are listening to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us this morning, and we'd like to welcome Diana Stanley of the Lord's Place to South Florida Sunday. Good to speak with you, Diana. Good morning, Ron. How are you? Good, good. It's so good to talk with you. Please tell folks who are listening to us who have heard probably about the Lord's Place for many, many years, but probably don't really know what it's all about. Give us kind of the backstory and and kind of the mission of the Lord's Place. Sure. Thank you for having me this morning. So the Lord's Place has been in the community for over 40 years, and our mission is very simple, and that is that we are dedicated to breaking the cycle of homelessness by providing innovative, compassionate, and effective services to men, women, and children in Palm Beach County. And um, we are just so proud of the work that we do. In the, over the last 40 years, we've been able to provide leadership in making certain that our homeless neighbors Um, actually have a place to call home, and we continue to strive to treat everybody that walks through our door with uh, respect and dignity. Now, do you just serve Palm Beach County? Um, What are are the parameters of the area that you serve? Yes, we only serve Palm Beach County, and any given year we touch the lives of about 1,700 people. Um, We run about 32 programs, and that's for, for both the homeless and the formerly incarcerated. Um, we house about 400 families and individuals each year, and at the end of uh, last year, 92% of those individuals were still housed. So we're very, very um, happy with that number and proud of that number. Um, we have five pillars, Ron, that allow us to do the services that we do. One is housing. The second is street and community outreach. The third is job training. Then we have our social enterprise pillar which is our catering division and our thrift store. And last but clearly not least is our reentry services, which are for men and women who are returning back into our community from prison and jail. Wow, that's an awful lot of programs. Uh, and how big of a challenge has the, the pandemic been uh, in the world of serving the homeless? So thank you for that question. As you can imagine, we've all struggled uh, with the, over the last, nine to ten months on just what the pandemic has done to our own world. So when you step back and really think about the impact it would have on our homeless neighbors, you see it through a different set of eyes. Um, For us, our ultimate goal was to not interrupt services, and we're so proud to announce that we haven't. We've been doing the same work. We've been on the front line since March 11th, and we've been serving those that live out in the streets. We've been caring for those in our residential programs. We've been continuing to train people and give them hope that they will be able to find uh, employment. Um, So we have continued to deliver our services. I think the hardest part for us, though, Ron, has been really looking at how our neighbors, especially those living out on the street, have been um, um, dealing with this pandemic. You know, it's easy for us to say, now make sure you have a six feet, you know, you wear social distance and make sure you have a mask on and make sure you wash your hands frequently. Well, we know that anyone that's living out on the street, those three simple tasks are not easy to accomplish. And so we've been very cognizant of that and we continue to work with our partners in the city and the county and we are handing out masks and making certain that people have sanitizers, um, lotion, and, and we just are constantly trying to understand that it is very difficult to be living out on the streets um, during a pandemic. And our ultimate goal is to make certain that none of our homeless uh, friends um, contract COVID-19 because of their own health care issues. So 
it's been a challenge, but I will tell you, we have seen many silver linings, and we are continuing to serve the way we've always been called to serve. Well, we certainly appreciate all the hard work that everyone is doing at the Lord's Place uh, to help make Palm Beach County a better place uh, to live and help folks in Palm Beach County find a place to live. There's been a lot of discussion about uh, folks who have lost their jobs and uh, who are uh, been unable to pay rent or mortgage for several months, and there's been a, a growing uh, amount of concern that uh, eventually um, the, uh, the different programs that are in place to prevent that are eventually going to fall by the wayside, and folks are going to find themselves uh, very far behind in making those payments. Um, have you uh, addressed this? Are you working hard to, sure. to, to try to help folks who are not homeless now, but by all accounts are going to be facing that possibility in the very near future? And you're absolutely right, Ron. Um, yes, we, we are gearing up for that. We actually started to gear up for that in the summer, knowing that there was going to be a time where the moratorium was going to be lifted and many hundreds and thousands of people were going to um, not be able to, to pay the back rent that was owed to their landlords. And so back in July, we started a, a new prevention program. And the ultimate goal of that prevention program is to keep um, families and individuals in their own home so that they do not enter the homeless system. You know, I use a description of um, imagine the, the, uh, that the homeless system is a fast-flowing river. And if you were to take that symbol of the river, our goal at the Lord's Place and the staff of the Lord's Place is we stand on the bank of that river and we are linking arms with our partners in the community so that when more and more people are coming onto that bank, and we know that that bank's going to be not stable, um, and it may crash down. We're going to be there, armed and arm, linked, armed and arm with our folks, and we are going to make certain that they don't fall into that river. And that's our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is to prevent someone from entering the homeless system, and that's what our prevention program is all about. We're already starting to see a huge um, increase in phone calls coming in. We've been very blessed that we are working in partnership with our county. who's done an amazing job. I will just do a shout-out to them and trying to get this money passed through to help people in need. And so we've been one of the agencies working um, with them to make that happen. And then we also have a lot of great support from our private and corporate donors who have allowed us to serve those who have fallen through the cracks, who may not be able to tick off the boxes that makes them eligible for CARES funding. So um, we are ready to rock and roll. Prevention is going to be the key for the next nine months in our community. Well, it's great to know that the prevention program is in place, because uh, as, as I was saying, uh, it appears that in the, in the coming weeks and months, uh, it's going to be um, very well received. You said you've received some great response already, uh, and, and clearly you weren't surprised by the response because you were already working already in the summer uh, to bring this program out. While we're talking about programs, tell me about Home for Good. Yes, yes. Oh, we're so excited. So Home for Good is our capital campaign that we actually launched um, about six months before COVID hit. Um, we have a campaign. Um, it's a $20 million campaign run where we are uh, gearing up to, uh, to um, 
create a new building on Australian, and then we're also going to be um, increasing our housing inventory. So in November of last year, we were able to announce that out of the $20 million, we were able to raise $15 million, and a big portion of that is for the new Australian site, which will be the home for our Cafe Joshua, our job training, our reentry, our women's services, et cetera. And then most recently, in the last month or so, the board of directors, we've actually agreed that the remaining $5 million that we need to raise is going to be earmarked for housing. And so we are going to go out and we are going to continue to encourage people to give to the Home for Good campaign. That's what it's called. So we can bring everybody home for good. Um, But we really want to, we're really dedicated to increasing the housing inventory for the poor and the homeless in our community, as well as to, to sustain our current housing projects. So we're very excited about it. I have great faith that we're going to be able to close this gap of $5 million in the next uh, six months. That's my prayer. And we're hoping that some of our um, close supporters and donors in the community will step up and help us do that. Well, let's talk about fundraising. Uh, we've talked to a lot of nonprofits and 501c3s and charitable organizations. And, and we, you know, they, it's been, this uh, pandemic has been tough on all of them. Uh, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, the Lord's place has been no exception. Uh, tell us, has it, has it been, uh, how bad has it been, and how can folks help alleviate that problem? Yes, thank you for that question. So, you know, we, uh, we've been blessed that this community has responded to our needs. Our biggest concern right now is preparing for the future. Um, it, it, it was a tough year. It was a tough year. Um, there's no question, no, no denying that. Um, and so we are, we are going to be gearing up for our big fundraising event, which is uh, the Sleep Out in, in, in April. And so we always uh, try to raise a substantial, substantial amount of our budget um, at that event. Um, so what, what can people do? I think there's a lot of ways people can help. First and foremost, I really want people to understand that the homeless that they're staying at on the streets really represent someone's you know, mother, father, sister, brother, um, son, daughter, and so we need to see them as individuals, and we need to know that it's never okay for someone to have to sleep on the streets. It's just not acceptable, and so um, that's the first thing I always ask people to do, and then the second is if they find it in their heart to continue to support us financially, um, we would love that. Um, that would allow us to house more people, provide food to more people, provide clothes, and all the things that we do to bring dignity back to the homeless individual and family. And how can people reach out to you and make those donations? Yes. So the best way to do it is to go on our website, which is www.thelordsplace.org. You can call the main office, which is 561-494-0125 to learn more about our programs and our services. Um, And I think what is so important to um, share with your your, um, audience is the fact that for us, it, it, the act of giving is the most important, and it's not necessarily how much, but the fact that we have people in our community that know that um, we are called to care for the least among us, and that includes our homeless neighbors. Well, please pass along our sincere uh, gratitude to everyone at the Lord's Place for all the great work that you're all doing to help make Palm Beach County a better place for all of us. And it's always a pleasure to speak with you, and uh, good luck with all your great new programs, your, your prevention program that you have coming up, and everything else that we talked about. And we will look forward to speaking with you again soon here on South Florida Sunday. Thank you so much, Ron, and thank you for all that you do for educating the community about the programs and services um, that we offer. So we appreciate this opportunity.